0: It, okay. That cool. was a that was a good dinner though, wasn't it, man? Oh yeah, that was an awesome dinner. Cooking you did a good job,
1: Pan-seared salmon, asparagus. You don't like that salad though. You don't like no. Yeah, I, w-
0: I didn't really get too <laughs> crazy about that salad. <laughs> hey,
1: everybody, welcome to the Lost Isle Podcast. I'm your host Trent Casaberry, and I am here again with my good friend Brown. Okay,
0: hey. you're my best friend now, all right? Don't all right. Nobody. Don't tell nobody, all right? <laughs> all right, well, it's already in history now. We're established. I know it's always subjective, you know, I mean, oh, it's always up to, you know, depends on the day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I get you. I get you. But right now I'm there, so that's remember, all that matters. Remember,
1: do you remember MySpace when they used to
0: have like your oh top yeah the top friends and then that? everybody would everybody <laughs> would be fighting each other over that like your girlfriend would wonder why there's another woman over her. Oh yeah, oh my gosh, dude, that was the most polarizing thing. And but then, I loved it though. And then they write like. on each other's wall. They'd be like, "Shout out to my babe. I just want to let you know I'm thinking about you." Yeah,
1: because if you make someone else your one, that means the other one drops down. So it's like yeah. you're no longer the one. So it's like, yo. What yeah, exactly. What happened? There can be there can be <laughs>
0: multiple number ones or number twos.
1: Yeah, it was it, it, it was just crazy, man. I, I love that time, man, because that was like when social media like really, really like you know went off, you know, and blew up. But anyway, we're not talking about social media right now. <laughs> Today, That's right. we are talking about leadership, or, moreover, what it means to be a leader and what makes a leader a good leader. So we'll start there. Yes. And then we'll go into a few other things. But Brown brought this up to me and he's like I really want to talk about it and kind of shoot shoot it by you and kind of like see if what I'm thinking is, you know, maybe right. Have mm-hmm. a discussion about it, right? Yeah, absolutely. So go ahead and tell me what you what do you th- what do you think about it and what exactly are you trying to articulate?
0: Well, the main thing that I'm trying to talk about is uh is how our leaders created our creator are they created within ourselves or do we have to take things from the world around us, meaning uh, the community that we come from, meaning our parents? Maybe you'll have a mentor, a teacher. Is a, is a leader created through everything around him, including the people who are raising him and teaching him, or is a leader created through their own morals? You know, are they self-created or created as a result of influence? Mm. And that's what I want to get into.
1: Okay. Uh, i mm, what do you think about it though what, what do what i like, think about you, you it you got to have some kind of idea it's like it's either, it's either uh, do you think it's well, either one right, or the right, other okay okay like,
0: okay so the easiest the easiest answer is probably like the cop-out answer where you know i'm gonna say it's a little bit of both but if you ask me which one i, I, I that's lean not think
1: cop-out answer i think that's a that's an actual no it's well, so
0: basic though just not. to be like well it, i think it's both but if If you want to get more into it and you want to ask me uh, which one I think favors the other, Mm -hmm. I would say that uh, it happens within yourself. I think that interpretation is everything. I think that somebody could be teaching you a really good lesson. And maybe at the moment it could come off harsh. Maybe at the moment it seems like this person may not have the most patience. Or they're coming down on you and you don't like it. But if you interpret it the way that the teacher maybe interprets it, it will lead you a lot further than taking it as this person just doesn't like me. Me and this person just don't see eye to eye. I think they have something against me. I'm just going to avoid them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I get what you're saying. It actually reminded me of something that happened today. Oh Um, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it doesn't really have a whole lot to do with leadership, but what you're talking about specifically, it's like, it's up to you to really decide, like to start seeing things a little bit differently. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of feeling like a victim, you know, because when you start feeling like a victim, you kind of feel like, you're, you're always kind of cowering and you're always on the defensive instead of, because being a leader, there are the elements of being a leader would be like, have a little bit more charisma. People, you, people have to follow you to be a leader. So come on, follow me here.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely.
1: But there was this one thing, um, uh, Vanessa, she came up and she was like dogging me about something. And it was, uh, it was about my signature. I don't know if you were in there. I don't think so. My no. signature for emails, it had, um, the abbreviation for like uh, engine management and you know production or whatever and then i had engine manager right right next to it so i had the abbreviation and the engine manager absolutely so basically like our our call sign and then it's spelled out and she's like that's just so redundant and i was laughing about it and i just (laughs) want to let you know that if i'm laughing about it everybody's laughing about it and and then uh sergeant hawkins he was just like you're gonna let her talk to you like that (laughs) and i looked at him and i was like and I just opened it up. I was like, yeah, I got no you know, you're right. You're right. That's redundant. I'm going to fix that, you know. Yeah. He's like, you're just going to like let her do that to you, man. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I know that she cares about me. I mean, or else she wouldn't have brought it up. She would have laughed about it. Yeah, she would have exactly. told everybody else. It's like, I can take criticism. I can take correction because I'm confident in myself. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, yeah, I know she only brought it up and she was dogging me because she knew that I was going to take it in a positive way. Absolutely. And then I'm going to throw it back at her and that's just how it goes. But he didn't know that cuz he didn't know that that we were we were we were, we were close yeah. like that.
0: I mean, there's a saying out but there. But some
1: people out there would have been like felt really like, dude, this I'm I'm an idiot. Yeah. I can't believe well, it. Well, I'm this is so stupid. That's what I was going to you
0: know? get into. I was going to say the saying goes that there's always pride before the fall. Amen. So you could have easily argued that well, it means something to me. This is right to me. And then, yeah. And I could have been like, well, what if I'm, what to, I'm sending an email yeah. to
1: uh, like a medical person who doesn't yeah. understand the abbreviation, you know? Absolutely. But the majority of the time is I'm yeah, they, emails they can to see EM within, and they can yeah. think
0: like, Oh, this guy's an elephant master. That's what EM stands <laughs> for. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just thought that that story kind of really helped, um, you know, break down what you, what you said. I think that, no, right.
0: absolutely. I yeah. think you captured it really well. I think that, uh, I think that it's all about being intuitive. You remember that personality test that we both took? Yeah. Uh, One of the big traits that they uh, highlight is being intuitive. If you look at everything and you find meaning within it. Mm -hmm. So if you look at some of the things that are happening in your life and you and you see meaning within them, why am I losing friends constantly? Why am I always broke? Uh, You know, why am I so popular why does everyone want to give me things and then you see meaning within that and you start to self-reflect you start to reflect on uh factors going on in your life and then from there you build on to what you're going to do and how you're going to handle things yeah yeah if people reorient yourself if people start this massive rumor about you that your breath stinks and the chair beside you in meetings is always empty you could take it as a Somebody just doesn't like me. You know, they're trying to bully me. They're out to get me. And you never do anything to change the course of uh, what's happening to you. It's, it continues to happen to you until you move somewhere where no one knows you. Mm-hmm. But if you really reflect and you start smelling your own breath and you're like, maybe I could maybe I could brush my teeth an extra time throughout the day or maybe yeah. I could brush it Drink after every mints, meal, you
1: know, like I always yeah. have some mints in your pocket. It, I mean, exactly. Sometimes it's like it's I mean, I'm not dental, but. Yeah, I think a lot of it,
0: a lot of, like, are you oh, know, talking about like habatosis or something like that? A medical it, condition? It could be. It, I mean, <laughs> I was just
1: saying, there's a lot of different factors, but I mean, obviously, if you're not brushing your teeth like twice a day, then yeah, that's probably and that's it. and that's the thing, and, you know?
0: and of course, if you have habitosis or something, I'm sorry, you can't really help that. You kind of, you kind of got the the bad stick in that and all this. But uh, no, living, even then, even then, you could talk with your hand over your mouth, you know, block and it. You walk
1: around with a little spray, <laughs> yeah, little spray you know, oh, like,
0: yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Before
1: you go in and talking anybody, you're just
0: like, Or just let them know, like, here it comes. <laughs> you're <laughs> about to start. talking. I'm about talking. to start
1: laughing. <laughs> I'm about to start laughing.
0: It's gonna you know, waft into your start into looking your at nose. the ceiling when you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, mouth to the side, you're like, <laughs> but uh but i think that that's a good quality that every leader should have they should definitely <laughs> at least try to see meaning in everything that's going on around them and uh just work around it you know think about it from there i think that another good leader quality is integrity you know if you believe in something don't lose that don't let yourself be broken don't let yourself be pressured and that's all about uh, knowing yourself as well. And like you said, it's all about having people skills. You're fully aware that there are people out there that may try to steer you in a different direction or they may try to manipulate your mindset or convince you that you're wrong. But if you're determined and you know that what you feel is right and you know where your mind is, it's in the right place, then just keep being yourself. Mm hmm. And you grow, you can continue to be yourself and still grow and change your opinion and things like that, but still remain true to yourself at heart. And I think that's a great leading quality. I I don't think that a leader is someone who is like water. There's somebody totally different out of nowhere. I think that you can grow and and maintain who you are.
1: Yeah, I think that when it comes to integrity, um, what a lot of people are lacking right now is... Knowing where that integrity comes from, because it has to come from somewhere. It has to be found, founded somewhere. Yeah. Right. So you have to be, you have to have a foundational philosophy. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I agree. And it can be based off of religion, or it can be based off of values from tradition of your family. It can be based off of knowing and listening to your conscience. Right. So like, we, I, I talked with uh, JP this last episode, and he, we were talking about um, Socrates, or Socrates. Socrates, yep. oh yeah, and he's a great philosopher. Tavido, I've heard of I Socrates. Just had to say that, but yeah, he um, was put on trial mm-hmm. um, for speaking the truth, and they gave him like six months or something, like before the hearing and all that. But they're like. They're like, you're, get, you're going to trial to be put to death. Like, that's what you're going to be. Like, there's nothing so that you can wait, say. Wait, wait a second. So it's like before but they the still trial, have a trial, they told him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like, everyone knows it. What is it that called? They,
0: it's called a kangaroo court, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, a, yeah, it's yeah, an yeah.
1: absolute kangaroo court. But in a, in a way, that's just that's how weird things were. And that's why he was always speaking out about it. Cause like, this is all just a sham, man. Like, this is stupid. You people can't even handle the truth. And so. Um, he he goes away he's he's at home and he's like about thinking about leaving all of his friends are saying like yo dude you need to like leave they gave you 6 months so that you would just leave right because if you
0: stay you're going to die yeah like it's, exactly it's they obvious. just that really at the heart of it they just want you to go away they right. want but you were, to run yeah there was
1: something inside of him he referred to as the daemon not demon a lot of people will get that wrong a daemon the daemon and it's like it's his conscience right and his conscience was telling him Don't leave. And he was like, what do you mean don't leave? Yeah, you know, every fiber is probably telling him. But that's the deal. He had been following his conscience for, you know, for his, uh, I guess, whenever he recognized it, to actually do something that you could actually um, contend with or actually Mm -hmm. have a conversation with. Because every time he went against his conscience, Mm -hmm. he felt it and he knew it was wrong, right? So... He listened to it, he went there, and he told off every single person about, you know, how, how wrong they were, and, like, I was, like, laying into him and he got put to death. But now, he's immortal because everyone knows about him.
0: Absolutely. His name has never died throughout history. He never gets... died.
1: They could have brushed it off and been like, yo, this guy. But seeing that he was stood by, his, 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 he had integrity in that sense. Yeah, he absolutely. Stood, he stood with it. He didn't run away from what he knew was right. And he stood firm, and he faced it, and he did, still died
0: for it. And that's but he tough. was older in years yeah. too,
1: so that he was thinking about that too. He's like, oh, I've lived it. I have six months to get my affairs in order, and then we'll see what happens."
0: And and I think uh, some of the leaders always have that as well. They always have years. They always have a lot of time to accumulate wisdom. Yes, and just realize that uh, there are natural born leaders. But oh, I yeah. think that that's that, like, because what
1: you said it's like more over one way, yeah. Um, of being intuitive and all that, yeah. I to think me, that I a think lot of it comes from within, you know. I think there's to be an intuitive, I mean, you, you, you kind of have to live a little bit before you can actually recognize the utility of of yeah, intuition.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think that uh, a leader would be held back if they were sheltered. You know, if you if you keep them isolated, if you keep them in this bubble. I think that that would hold somebody from developing good leader skills because... You uh, have to kind of understand a little bit about the world and and, how it works. And you you mentioned it yourself. You said that most leaders have this amount of social skill. They have this ability to talk to people. They have some sort of gift of gab. And you just can't really get that being isolated. You can't really get that being uh, stripped away from social uh, social interaction. Because even if you... Like these days, even if you talk to people online, if you're with them face to face, you still have body language to account for. You still have things like uh, dress and appearance. You know how when people look at you, how do they see you? Are, yeah. Is your hair trimmed? Are you That's clean and tidy? Yes. Things like that. Yeah.
1: That's what I was talking to uh, um, that young lady that I, I I took to dinner. Oh yeah, we we're talking she about like a nice. Woman. Oh, she's really sweet. Yeah, I was talking to her about. Um, because she said whenever she first saw me that she was like, it was a little off putting. Well, it wasn't off putting like in a bad sense. It was just kind of took her by surprise because I was wearing like really nice stuff. I wasn't wearing a suit that time or anything like that. But I mean, I obviously had like, I knew how to color coordinate my shoes matched everything. Like you it just was, looked very presentable. It was a little more swab, I guess. you would Yeah, say. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was really presentable. Like you know, I had everything good, and I, I don't like put any product in my hair or anything. But I like at least comb it to where it looks a little bit loose, but not like crazy. But I'm I'm I'm, con- I'm cognizant of it. You know, I'm conscious of it. Then I, I I made conscious effort, and she recognized it, and um and I said, to, well, yes, yeah. because like, the way you present yourself. Is an interpretation of how you see yourself. Absolutely. So if you are, and we had this conversation before yeah, about absolutely. men and and and, uh, and dressing and yeah. how their appearance is like, can you, you know, just wear like a trash bag and people respect you? Or, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough. It's the truth, and it's yeah. not about the other people. I mean, I if I when I wear a suit, I, mean, I wear it more for me than I do for any other people because I it's just how I see myself. You know, so it's like I'm actually wearing like this is my skin my true skin do you see what i'm saying absolutely and i was explaining that to her and i was like so if when i see a young lady that i'm in, that i think it's cute i'm first thing that i see how does she dress you know it's it's your it's your representation. Absolutely. it's how you're representing yourself cats are playing dude close the door man
0: i got you i got you sorry
1: about that guys Cats decided they want to have a, a throw down dumbass cats dude <laughs> like why they've been chill this entire time until we start talking they're just all like let's just start running over running everywhere and then i don't know one of them looked oddly at him and started swiping dude like i don't
0: understand these cats it really is it's like that sometimes <laughs> but uh,
1: but yes i think that you're you're correct in that in that
0: no yeah i i really know yeah but i think that <laughs> <laughs> i think you hit the nail on the head that you know dress and appearance it does matter and that's and that's called cool somebody approached you and they noticed that you put some time into yourself and, yeah
1: it made me feel really special I was like, fi- like at least finally someone's getting it you know or at least like
0: because we talked about it before it definitely uh feeds into so many different topics and you even mentioned before that you run into people that just struck out with uh forming a connection and their posture was all bad they failed to really put any effort into themselves and yeah. and they wondered why they were striking out and you've explained to them you said hey you got to put a little bit more effort in this department yeah you know you're very and that's a
1: hard thing to say because people can take that really like really rough you know yeah. You don't know how people are going to take things.
0: Uh, another thing that I want to touch up on is uh, a lot of people would give credit to leaders being born from uh, parenting, but mm. I don't know. It, it's it's a tough thing to say. It's a multitude of factors. Be- to
1: generalize it, it, you would have to go into what makes a a person a person and who they are today like, because you could know, you look at nature celebrities. Nurture, consciousness all you
0: could look at famous celebrities that have uh lots of great accomplishments in their lives where they're you know they have multi-million dollar estates they have uh tons of accomplishments television shows selling books big fortune 500 companies and then you just see their children and their children are just wild to the core you know they they just are absolutely lost they're just chasing the wrong things and they they just come off really confused and really uh just just a big mess all together and you have to ask yourself how how are your parents so great but they spawn something that is just so like awful, so hard to connect with. <laughs> you know how how you put two great people together and they just create something that is just not there. You know, you would think that yeah. If you're born into this family of uh, of great people, people who accomplish many things, people who have this warm personality, people who just really seem to have their lives put together, why is it that they struggle so hard? You know, why do they struggle where their parents succeed? That's a question that comes up a lot. And uh, and for me, I think, you know, parenting style may have something to do with it. Have, yeah, I
1: think it has a lot to do with it. I yeah. It's just... I think is uh, specifically the ones that are in the spotlight. You're talking about like celebrities, people. Yeah, they're busy people.
0: So they may have, they may be uninvolved. They may be getting raised. I don't think
1: that they are. So a lot of, even, even into teenage and, you know, like young adult. Yeah. verging on twenties, 20 years, 20 years old. It's it, man, these, these kids, these young adults, they, they act out because, you know, they, they don't know any other way of being noticed by their parents they'll say they hate their parents but they hate the fact that they never really had a a, a meaningful relationship with their parents and it's too late now because they're like you eventually they'll go off into the world they'll fail a lot and a lot of it will be self-inflicted failure and pain and suffering and then eventually you see it and not all the time but you see it a lot to where they get into like their late 20s 30s and then they end up reconnecting with their parents and then they kind of have like some kind of dialogue that they come to some kind of consensus and they're like yeah all right, we're we're cool but you know you kind of you missed out on the, on the childhood because you were so busy you know yeah, absolutely. so they, they pawn off their children to nannies and private schools and yeah
0: when you let society raise your child for you you can't really get mad at how they turn out you didn't really steer them in any sort of direction you kind of just let the the wind blow on their sails and you end up wherever you end up
1: yeah it's complex but i think that's one of the reasons why you see um two parents that are just like just go-getters absolutely their kid is just
0: lost and then you've got the other extreme where you have parents that are too involved in their children's lives and they mm-hmm. practically do everything for them. And in return, you have children that, uh, just aren't able to get it for themselves. You know, we, we just watched this show. He put it on. And, uh, in the beginning they brought it up. It's like a, it's like a domesticated dog. Yes. When you feed them every day, they depend on you. They've lost their ability to hunt. If mm-hmm. you throw them out in the streets, and try to let them survive on their own they struggle they end up starving until somebody picks them up and does what you failed to do what you used to do yeah and uh people are just just the same if you if you do everything for them and something happens to you when you can no longer do that how can you really expect them to just pick up the slack how can yeah. you expect them to get up and just do it on their own when you've yeah you've created that you've created a very dependent human being. I was listening to a lecture and they they said it like um
1: uh, he was saying something about about parenting. He said you you want to know how to find that balance between um obviously keeping your child alive and taking care of them, being yeah. able to dote on them, but also having them become reliant, self-reliant. Don't um says, don't do things that you know that they can do because it's faster. And do you see what I'm saying? I so do. it's like tying the shoes. You showed them how to tie the shoe. They've done it once before. You know they can do it. Let them do it from now on. Never tie their shoe ever again. They have to do it. So, and then it's like other things. Also give them tasks. Like give children tasks to do that you know are like right at the edge of their ability. So that they have to struggle to actually, accomplish yeah, I it.
0: agree. Struggle is definitely building character. Them. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna say something that's a little off. Balance the word balance. It's a scary word. I I get, really? yeah, I get terrified of the word balance because it just seems so complicated. I think of, uh, I kind of think of, uh, shoot, I, I just think of actual balance. I think like if you put too much on one side, you'll tip it over and it'll never really be aligned. I think of things like that. Uh the way that the way that I see it, I think that if you if you have conscious parenting, you'll be all right. And what I mean by that is if you put some if you put some thought into uh what you're doing and why you're doing it, I think that everything will be okay. Meaning uh like like you said, with tying your your children's shoes. I think if if you're teaching them how to tie the, how to tie their shoes? You're taking your time. You're explaining everything step by step, and then the next time around, they're struggling. They're having a hard time. Maybe they didn't pay attention the first time. No,
1: that's why I said, yeah, you, let them do exactly. it exactly. And then they did it. If they've it, done it once, they yeah. can do it again. And you have to be able to take a step back. And be like, hey, we gotta go. Like, we gotta we got places to be. You can do it. I know you can because you've done it before. They'll end up doing it, and then they'll feel
0: better for it because they didn't have they didn't need you anymore. Right? But what if they ask for your help? You know, what? It, there's other factors that can come into it. I say, and you, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying we like, may
1: be off on this, but my thing is like, don't just say I'm. You know, I showed you how to do it. I know you can do it. Be encouraging. Don't be an asshole about it. But I know you can do it.
0: But that's what I mean by making a conscious parenting decision. You understand why you did that, and you're putting into account how it's going to build your child up. Yeah. Now, what if? And uh, and just hear me out here. Okay. What if you do that, and your and your child decides that he just wants to give up? He's like, forget it. That's not helping me. And uh, he's encouraging me, but I just don't get it. I'm just gonna quit. That's way easier. A lot of people think like that. Like, forget it. Things are just hard right now. I'm just gonna give up. And from now on, I'm just gonna ask for those uh, little freaking fabric shoes. What are they called? The the velcro shoes yeah where i just velcro it over i'm not gonna deal with the laces anymore and that's how i'm gonna go about life i'm just gonna acknowledge that i don't know how to tie my shoes
1: that's when that's when you have to be that's where the stern parent has to come in i got you like no we have to go and you need to get your shoes on and you need to tie them i know you know how to tie them so do it i'm waiting like you you be stern you don't crouch down you don't talk to them at an equal level you stand tall this is what's going to happen Now do it i know you can do it and then they do it and then everything's great
0: so like, as all right a cool child, let's go you like, felt that uh that you learned best from that you felt like that was something that absolutely. you needed and you grew up to appreciate but there
1: that. was a lot of things that i recognize now that my yeah. mom took care of yeah like that i never even had to I, I could have done it and it would have helped me a lot absolutely but, I didn't, she didn't, she didn't, she didn't, she just did it for me because she loved me. And I understand that. I understand where the emotional compassion comes from. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm a lot of moms
0: that. are are guardian angels like that for sure yeah like you yeah. know like
1: signing up for classes and doing all kinds of stuff picking my like, classes like my mom went to the school and she picked the classes she knew that this teacher's better because she's a part of she's really active in the PTA and everything like that so i'm going to make him go to this one i'm going to make him yeah, instead of like giving mom. me the option to set up my own schedule right
0: i get you so, your mom didn't want to see you fail and she took it upon herself and you know my mom was a lot like that so i was a little I was a little bit of a troublemaker in some years of my life, and she would go down to the school and just argue on my behalf. She would tell them that I'm this smart kid and they're giving up on me too easy. And she would really, she would just really lawyer up on my behalf, and, and yeah. she ended up. But that convinces me out you that. Every, yeah. But that the
1: problem with that is that convinces you that everyone else is wrong.
0: Not quite. And, and I mean, right. she she definitely turned around and made a point to tell me that what I did was dumb. She definitely made a point to tell me that uh, if I do it again, you know, it's it's over for me. And, so and to she,
1: everyone else, she was defending you. Yeah, but, exactly. Like but, on a personal level, she's like, you but know. Then, what you're but then, but then
0: she would take it upon herself to punish me. She just didn't want me to be.
1: I still don't agree with that though. Yeah, I think it's disingenuous. She probably she have been, she should have been like, okay, what what's the best thing that we can do here. Mm-hmm. Well
0: no, I mean and uh, no, I I think that what she did was right. I I think that she saw a lot of potential in me and I think that uh she fought for me and it it was for good reason too. I think that the school did give up on me too easy. Okay. You well, know, I I think yeah. that I agree with you on that. Yeah, two. yeah, yeah. I think that uh she didn't want she didn't want to see me get kicked behind yeah. in the public school system under and, that context yeah, yeah, I agree she, with you. I think yeah. she looked way ahead and she made a and she made a conscious parenting decision i don't think I don't think she worried too much about balance uh not that there's anything wrong with balance. it's just that I don't really know what it means as far as parenting goes
1: well, i think when on the like going back to like being a leader
0: absolutely like you
1: need to be taking responsibility at a young like yeah you young gotta age you be, gotta
0: have accountability well, i agree be, with that be taught
1: how to take responsibility and be hold yourself accountable because yeah. when you do and it does take comes the time where you're leaving and going to college it's like you don't your mom doesn't have to call you it's like how are you doing in classes she already knows you're doing good
0: that's classes. how you know you did a good job as a parent i absolutely, think when you send your yeah. kids out in the world and you don't have to worry about them mm-hmm. i think that that's when you know that you really did a a really great job. Just like it's the equivalent to just cooking a meal, and you don't have to worry about if the guests are gonna love it or not. You know, you're just like man, I put but, the time into I it. I, yeah. I I've I've had a little dose of this meal. It, it's gonna come out great. They're gonna love it. Yeah, I read the, I read yeah. the
1: recipe. I made it
0: a couple times until exactly. i got it the way
1: that i believe that it's my favorite did a little spice to it
0: yeah exactly and now i know it's good through a little right. bit of this quality through a little bit mm-hmm. of that quality i made sure that they end up on a good plate I, I whipped out the good china for this one and, and, and it expands uh, yeah like, exactly I, I
1: mean i know we're using cooking as, a, as an analogy but just doing that you know just doing that it expands into a bunch of other things so now you can cook a lot of different stuff yeah. because you know the formula And that's what I think it really is. I think there is like a formula. You know, the beautiful thing about the
0: analogy is that there's more than one good recipe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so anything that you put your hand to, it could not be something that you have an affinity for, but you have the diligence to be able to see it through if that's something that you're either forced to do, it's pushed upon you, or you chose to do it.
0: So how about this? Do you think that someone... Who struggles, you know, they have a a very bad background, you know, they've always been a little bit of failure, they've been kicked throughout life. Do you think someone like that is capable of producing a leader? You think that they're able to raise their children up to be great people?
1: I believe so. I think that it goes back to what you were saying about um, I guess it was like intuition and just self- Yeah, being intuitive, seeing meaning and everything. Because like they know how bad things can be. Yes. So they're actively looking for what's the better way. What's the best way? I think that it could go both ways. I think that someone could be like, I am strong now because I've been beaten around and I've overcome that. But they could be... I'm going to be overbearing on my children so that they never have to suffer because of the suffering that I've dealt with. And that doesn't work very
0: well. And you feel like it has the repeat the cycle effect instead.
1: I think it would be the opposite because they had to be self-reliant because they had no choice because yeah. and that's why they went through so much suffering. So the generation behind them, their their children, they're coddling them so much to where they believe that, they are, that the world revolves around them and they're overly dependent on everybody else to make sure that they don't have to suffer. That's a mentality that's going to be built by being overbearing. Making sure that they never have to deal with anything that's that struggle and, and and and, you know, like hard times. Do you see what I'm saying here?
0: Yeah, I see what you're saying. I just...
1: But there are those parents that are going through a lot of stuff, and we're like, "Hey, this is what I did." You've heard it before. It's like, "Well, when I was a child, I used to walk through the snow to get to school oh, yeah. five you hear miles it all the time." Do you see what I'm saying? But Back people in laugh my about day. that. Yeah, people <laughs> laugh about that. But like that, thats the kind of person that gives. And he, I took care of this for you. You can take care of that. Yeah, you can take. That's. But look at the person. The the person who's throwing that
0: disparage like disparity at him, like. They're actually better for that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I think it all boils down to? Uh, Just off of what you said and off of what I said, I think that uh, it's all about setting expectations for your kids. Because even you with the shoe tying thing, you said that you would teach them the first time, you would take your time, and you would make sure that they got it. Mm -hmm. Then the next time around, you would set an expectation for them To be able to do it themselves they should be a little more independent than they were before and that's your expectation of them and you're challenging them to live up to that right and you're putting uh you're putting your faith into them like you said you said you're not going to be a complete uh mean head about it yeah yeah you're gonna you're gonna encourage them and you're gonna watch them do it Mm -hmm. and and i think that's great and i think that it all really goes back to setting an expectation and encouraging them to live up to that expectation.
1: Yeah.
0: And I, and I can't imagine anybody evolving if expectations aren't set for them. Even we have conversations all the time about great relationships. And one thing that comes up is boundaries. You always have to set boundaries in the beginning and boundaries and expectations go hand in hand. You say that, you know, we're not going to live our relationship like this. So I expect you not to do things like this. Yeah. And you can't always
1: foresee all these things. Because yeah, of course we're not. not. like we're not that smart. But it, I mean, but it smart comes in the face. And, like, and, and we're not making these when it people comes do up these at, things. When it comes yeah. up, you need to address it. Yes. Don't hold on to it. Because if you just let it slide and then it keeps happening, then resentment builds. And that's where you see these huge fallouts in relationships. At least that's what I think. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like with that thing, that like the, the, the relationship that we were talking about, that, that, that guy hits you up when you're good friends, he hits you up over oh, yeah, the messenger. It's terrible. You just talked right. about, like, like, I want you to tell that story on this. Oh, if you don't mind side-track, like, sidetracking, tell the story, dude. No, I don't want
0: to. Man. I'll tell the all story. Right. <laughs> I'll tell the story. Okay. All right.
1: So we were in the office and then, uh, Brown gets a message on his phone. And so he's like, you know, reading it and he's just like, Oh man what and then i was like obviously he's he's vocalizing it so i'm gonna ask the question <laughs> what's going on man and he's all like yo i was just because we were talking about the secret santa that we have to do for you know what we're doing um for our office no
0: no no stop 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 he's he's, wanna... he's still because he's still dealing with it he's he's just does he listen to the podcast i'm not man. saying his name i, I know is... i know the poor guy. Come on. I'm saying it. dude. All right. All right. Go for it. I just, I just podcast. feel so, I just feel so bad for the guy. I'm not,
1: I'm not throwing shade at him because I'm not saying his name, man. Yeah. It yeah. could be anybody. It, it right, really so could be anybody. Back to my story, Brown.
0: All right. All right. Your
1: story. <laughs> so, his story. <laughs> so I, I'll try to keep it short and it's not I'll have to go into too much detail, but yes, essentially absolutely. he, he messages back. He's like, man, like the secret Santa stuff isn't really messing with my relationship with my wife and uh and you're like you're like secret santa what are you talking about out of all the things that mess with your relationship secret santa's Santa's your relationship please (laughs) please expand upon that and so he just tells him that um he has a secret santa uh thing in his workplace and um he got a he drew a name which is a young lady inside his um you know I don't know what job he works. He's like work. Yeah. Know, yeah. Well, it's, it's a woman within his work center. He yeah. got,
0: he got lucky enough, I guess you could say to, to get her as uh, the secret Santa recipient. So he doesn't know what to get her. He's not very good with gifts, especially now for women. So, uh, he goes home and he asks his lovely wife to help him with picking out a gift. So I guess it's, I guess it all went to the way that he phrased it. He said, Hey, I need help getting a uh, a gift from my coworker. I don't think that's what it was, but I'll let you. Yeah, yeah, I'm just. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I got, you, I got you. So he comes home to his wife and he says, uh, "I need help finding a gift for my coworker." And uh of course, like it's 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 vague. So the wife wants to know, "Hey, uh is your coworker a a boy or a girl?" He said, "Oh, it's a girl." "Okay, who is it?" So he says her name. And she immediately snaps at him. She gets mad. She said, well, why didn't you tell me it was a girl named Da Da Da? Why didn't you just open up with that? And immediately, you know, things just hit the fan. He's like, what the hell? Why is this becoming such a big deal? Why do you have such a problem I came to you i talked to you about it it's not like it was a big secret well yeah but you you came home and you started like this and you were still hiding something yeah yeah like i had to so, drag it
1: out of you like really yeah and it I'm just like, yeah it just, go ahead
0: it just blows up to the point where uh of course like i'm i'm vocal about it i'm like oh man this is crazy and i tell my buddy trent about it and uh long story short yeah i came up, with the, short, yeah. idea. I came up long, with the greatest yeah idea. we just ruined this man's life we just like <laughs> hey hey how about you do this thing where you trade folds? oh that's genius and i just said and i, I yeah. was thinking
1: about it and i wasn't malicious oh.
0: but i was thinking it's like
1: obviously she has some kind of insecurity <sighs> yeah in the relationship and i think that what would remedy that is like you take her phone
0: it's a good idea and and i agree with you yeah and and then
1: you were like do it for a day and i was just like just go through it together yeah exactly and and he said
0: he said it's going to be an obvious sign that you have nothing to hide you know that that you can be trusted there's no reason for the woman that you decide to spend your entire life with to worry about what's going on between you and this woman that you just drew her name out of a hat yeah and so so he actually suggested yeah yeah and and this guy he thought it was a great idea we all thought it was a great idea you know this is awesome you know man (laughs) man minds think alike we we were in this together so so he he looks at his wife and he's like hey i got the most brilliant idea as soon as he as soon as he uh told her about it she she said uh you know what? You don't get it. Let's just drop it. You don't want to understand me anyway. And, yeah. and just like that, this this big volcano that just erupted just died down. It just calmed down, and everything was cool. So he said, forget it. Yeah, let's just forget it. I don't want to talk about this crap anyway. I'm stressed out. You're stressed out. And, uh, and they just decide to drop it right then and there. As soon as he comes up with that idea, they decide to drop it. But it starts sitting on his head. You know, mm-hmm. it just, the weight is just unbearing. He just, he can't contain it. His forehead feels heavy. It's just sitting on his mind like, why did she get like that? Why did she not want to follow along with this brilliant plan to swap phones? Mm-hmm. So it becomes too heavy for him. He just walks up to his wife and he's just like, hey, honey, let me see your phone. She says, no, honey, let, let me see your phone. I want to see your phone. So he reaches over and his wife just freaks out just it's like it's like a car alarm going off she's like help he's hitting me he's hitting me oh, no and i don't of course like you know there it's just those two in there there's nobody hiding in the closet i would hope so her screaming help he's hitting me he's hitting me just seems a little too much and he takes it as a bad sign he immediately gets away from her he's texting me about it. he's like this woman is crazy I need to get away from her. I'm going to be at my buddy's house for a few days. I've got a lot to just sort through. There's a lot going on right now. that
1: He didn't know was there before. And here's this. Yeah. We yeah. You don't have to continue going down the story, but that that's what I wanted to talk about. This is yeah. my whole point of telling the story was that if you don't have some, if something happens or you recognize something, there's a flag that came up and you don't discuss it. You don't talk about it and you don't address it. Then, then this is the kind of stuff that will happen on both sides yeah like absolutely. he in that story he yeah. sounds like he was way too passive on a lot of things
0: yeah he like, was way too passive i agree
1: submissive to her and so whenever she blew up on him he finally was just like you know what is this where is this coming from man yeah cause and then he followed through with our suggestion yeah he was and then really it just,
0: easy to just bring in any direction cuz mm-hmm. we we brought the idea he was all for it his wife said let's drop it he's all for it and he's reaching because he over doesn't want to he, deal with conflict a lot of people don't want to deal with. yeah conflict. yeah he's not a, mean, that's he's another not a that's confrontational a, person I and mean, yeah. here's the
1: deal what i think when it has to be with being a leader it's like you don't go looking for conflict but you but know how to deal with you, it you when it comes to it. you yeah yeah exactly. Yeah. and so you don't go out there trying to stir stuff up which we weren't trying to do that. We were trying to, we thought it was a good idea. I thought it was yeah. a great idea because if I'm assuming they're married, they're supposed to love each other. So <laughs> yeah. that would help, you know, alleviate her, you know, insecurity because you got to, you know, it's a vulnerable but, thing. Sometimes yeah, your I wife makes that kind of thing. Though. Though. But, I
0: didn't know it would lead to that's not temporarily alcohol. relocating. All, but, we, all yeah. we did was
1: make a suggestion, man. That's, that's, this is probably, <laughs> that stuff guy, that,
0: I, I just think that they need therapy at this point. Yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously, oh, yeah, obviously, just,
1: but I think that that's, that goes back to what I was saying. It's like You have to talk about things. You have to be, when something happens, don't sit on it because it'll cause resentment. And that's what happened whenever he was sitting on it because he said, okay, yeah, sure. But then it just kept gnawing at him. You yeah, know? it did. I'm telling and it built, you. And I prob- he was probably pretty aggressive yeah. when he went up to her. To begin with, once yeah, he was all like, yeah, give me your phone. He wasn't he was like, hey, let me see your phone. No, he was all like, give me your phone. Yeah, oh, he was like, likely. hey,
0: I got to see your phone right now. Like, this yeah. is just becoming too much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He, That's what happens when you sit on stuff. Eventually, it's going to boil over. Yeah,
0: of course. Of course. It's just. Address
1: it now. Yeah. Address it now. Get it out of the way. <laughs> Shake a set bottle of soda. To... Yeah. Set yeah. the expectations. Like, we're open. We're open and honest with each other. And if you have a problem and you talk about it, and you have to be objective too like this is an issue we need to discuss right
0: all right so the next part about being a leader is how do you unlock leadership traits within yourself if you recognize what a leader is if you have people that you look up to that you see as natural born leaders are just leaders overall what would you do to be more like them besides imitating them because mm. you can never be them but how do you get perceived like them? How do you live your life the way that they live their lives?
1: Mm, Yeah, I would say for me personally, I think the first step is becoming competent in whatever you're doing, especially if it's like, if it's a, a work kind of thing where you need to be a leader. First, you know what you need know, to I don't know, man. I think that's the first thing is you need to have you need to have competence, which will lead to confidence within that.
0: I think that would make you a good manager.
1: I know, but I'm not finished. Yeah. Let me finish. Of and course, then you have to become more articulate. I think you need to be able to learn how to speak to people.
0: I agree with you. You know what you did just earlier? What's you that? led me to shutting up. That's a good leader trait. <laughs> I don't think so.
1: <laughs> but no, you have to listen to people really listen not and here's the deal is like a lot of people they just hear but they don't listen so when you're talking to somebody yeah you're a lot of people will just hear and wait for the pause so that they can they they I take out snippets of what they're saying people and do that, that they're arguing gonna, all the time yeah and so they're like i didn't like that or I like this, or I, this reminded me of something else. And that's okay. It's like, I understand that segueing and stuff like that. You're, but if they're trying to man, describe something to you, you see and it all the immediately, time on TV. Well, you see it all the time everywhere. Yeah, watch when, when politics, watch of it. Yeah, anything, exactly. any TV show. It's, they're not actually having a discussion, not listening to each other.
0: You know what I'm thinking? Whenever you say that, I'm thinking about, uh, all the Bible lessons that I hear about listening for the heart of the issue rather than listening to the words themselves. Mm-hmm. If, you know, but just you have like to listen someone, to the
1: entire thing before you can actually come yeah, exactly. understand the concept of what they're trying to say.
0: Exactly. And then you'll see all the uh, the common elements within it, and you'll see what they're really trying to say. Because sometimes people are not very good with their words. Sometimes they're not able to just capture exactly what they mean. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's very uh, subliminal. It's very hidden within the context. And uh, if you hear three different versions and you find the one thing that they all share in common, you're able to really tap into the real problem and solve it right away. And I agree. That's an excellent leadership trait.
1: Yeah. I was talking to Captain Hammond, the chaplain. I love that guy. And he was telling me something about psychologists. Because my previous idea of what a psychologist was, was just to be like speaking truth to people. Right? Yeah. But he actually, he told me something that was really eye opening to me. He said, the best psychologists don't talk. Rarely. They will sit and let somebody just vent for the entire session. And at the very end, they'll just be like, I really did like this session where you made a lot of good points. And we're going to talk more about it the next session. And they'll be like, awesome. And they'll, they'll usually leave feeling a little bit better because they just got a lot of stuff off their chest. But, the reason why they do that is because if you just start giving people answers, yeah, they won't come they're not anymore. coming to their own You won't own be able conclusion. to pay your rent. They're not coming to the, And You have to, because someone's coming to you to talk about something, right? Yeah. So you can't just make a generalization of whatever they're talking about based off of a couple of sentences and start interjecting on it. And this is something I struggle with too, because I, I, I think that I know the heart before I listen to the rest of it. And I have to consciously, consciously tell myself, to, shut up, dude, L- listen to the entire thing and wait for them to say what do you think or pause and not talk anymore and then it's my turn um i thought that was just really eye-opening to me it's like they yeah, just like a lot of people don't just, talk that
0: lot because even even uh whenever i talk to captain hammond's one thing that i would notice uh with a lot of my issues is the more i talked about it the more the solutions kind of uh brightened up they just became clear easier in yeah. the spot and it was almost like even though he was walking beside me i was leading myself to the solution mm-hmm. and he was just there along for the ride yes and uh and i really liked that i thought that it was really cool and yeah i missed that guy i wish i wish he was here for this podcast yeah. man he would probably he'd probably be right here leading me to the right answer <laughs> the leader right now
1: no that that's and the funny thing about that is it's actually I guess you wouldn't call it simple, but it's really self-apparent. Yeah. It's self-evident because the ability to speak it means it's your thinking cuz speaking is is thinking. It's really trying to put the yeah. as you speak, it's, it's almost like projecting a bit, your thoughts. You're in projecting your, heart. your thoughts yeah. out there to where they're almost tangible. You can see them. And then you can start seeing the puzzle pieces come together I as agree. The, you're talking.
0: <laughs> the best comedians out there are the ones that could tell a story, and you visualize it. You yes. could just see it. It's like you're there, and it's it's hilarious because they just know how to paint a yeah. per. They just know how to paint the picture for you and and set the stage, and the joke ends up coming out great because you feel like you built it in your head. Yeah,
1: and that's that's why we vent. That's why we discuss things. That's why we're that's that's, that's how we come to conclusions. Cuz if you're just living in your head all the time and you never talk about the, anything, it's just chaos. It has no order until you're able to speak it out or write. That's why I really like to encourage people to journal. Like oh, um, yeah, like Taylor, sure. Taylor Salam, I told her is like, you know, start writing this stuff down because she wanted to talk about some things and and i said okay well let's write write down what you're thinking and then we can talk about it and then we i can yeah, i can read it advice. or you can read it to me and then we can you can actually say things that are missing within it and then then we can by that time they got most of it usually they get most of it unless they're living in some kind of delusion or you know they there's a lot of there's a lot of factors but most of the time i've in my experience they start to figure it out and then all you have to do is just say a couple of things to fit the pieces
0: together. So, what do you think about other elements spoiling the fruit? Meaning that uh, what I mean by that is you have children, okay? So you have children one day.
1: I don't. Yeah, one day. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I had to. I had to go back. Sorry, I, I'm just looking at you. You're such a. You're such a dad right now.
1: It's like, well, well, you know, <laughs> such I, a I guess. Guy. Who yeah. knows? There may be a few out there.
0: <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, he's just joshing around. Remember we talked to the uh, shirt
1: about that? He was all like, "I don't know, <laughs> I don't know."
0: But anyway, anyway, like I, like I was saying, so you've you've put your heart and your soul into raising your children, mm-hmm. and you're doing a pretty darn good job. You know, they're turning out great. They're on top of their chores, very respectful young you got a men, lot of women. Yeah, they're they're just great. But then you send them off to school, mm-hmm. and you've got and you've got teachers. Who uh, who discipline differently? They teach differently, and what's important to them is very different than what's important to you. And they start instilling that into your children as well, because obviously, you know, if if they only have that one class, they're spending a lot of time with these teachers. They're spending as much time with them as they're as they're spending with their spending with their family throughout the school year, and of course, they got friends. They've got other influences that are coming around and it's and it may alter their personality as well. It may change their outlook yeah. on what's important and it might drive them from a different direction that you've been trying to put them in. What do you think about that? Do you think that you can instill something in your children that prevents that or makes that harder or do you feel like uh or do you feel like it's just something that you have to be mindful of, and you have to be very cautious about where you put your kids and where you send them? What do you think about that as a whole?
1: I think. I think uh, w- the most important thing is 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 not really about where you put them, and it's not really about the people. I think that who you surround yourself with. But here's the deal: it's like if I was raising my kids to, like correctly, yeah, then they're used to having conversations with me and that I, I give the respect that they deserve and that they obviously show respect to me, but they're open to coming to me and talking to me about things. Right? So as soon as I send, so let's scenario time. So say I, like you just said, I send my kids to school as the first time they get to school, say I homeschooled them until they're like fourth, fifth grade or something. So they kind of understand a lot of the concepts that I've been trying to train them in and why I taught them those things and and uh fundamental values all that stuff so they go to school and it's completely opposite and it's very polarizing even the teachers are doing all kinds of like saying all kinds of stuff that that's they don't agree with or that's not what they've been taught right yeah so my hope would be that they come home and they talk to me about it yeah and instead of me getting mad at like well they're just fools they're idiots Instead of just blanket statement, that kind of stuff, really just tell them, like, let's, this is the world, man. Like, these are the, the, watch them, see how they orient themselves. Are they stable? Are they, do they have good relationships? Or do they talk crap about people behind their back? Like, do you think that that's good? You can come to your own conclusion when you tell them the truth. Yeah. So think about the truth, pursue the truth, and then, it's not like I'm indoctrinated, because a lot of, a lot of people will say that that my parents just indoctrinated me into some extreme ideology. Yeah. But if you're telling them about seeking after the truth on their own, it goes back to what I was saying about the, tying the shoes. You can do it. I know you can do it. So you can figure it out.
0: What I What I think,
1: because you already know what I the think basis. you're
0: trying to say, or what I think you did just say anyway, how I interpreted it, is that you're not worried because rather than teaching your children what to think, you're teaching them how to think instead. It's not about, you need to think this way, you need to behave this way, I'm pretty much trying to mold you into this, so you need to think that way. Mm -hmm. Instead, you're you're showing them that uh, this is how you need to pick up on this. This is how you find the answers that you're looking for, this is how you pursue the knowledge, this is how you know when something is BS, or when something is genuine, and from there you could just find your own way but this is this yeah. is the guidance that i'm giving you
1: absolutely because at the end of the day you are an individual you're a person yeah i have my ideas of what i would love to see you become but it's your decision at the end yeah so, absolutely and that's like you know even when they get into high school it's like hey i've taught you enough now you need to go and develop relationships develop friendships and i'll be here when you want to talk about them and if you want to ask my opinion absolutely one hundred percent, and if if I do need to step in because there's something that's really going to be damaging to you, and I have to you know be stern again, then that's a that's a that's a balance. Sorry, you don't like balance, but there's a balance there, but only when absolutely necessary. Do you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So that it's necessary to teach your kid how to tie their shoes. It's not necessary to continue to tie their shoes.
0: Absolutely. Uh... So if you had three great leader qualities that you could just put into your children, you know, just three, what would those three qualities be? As a parent, if you were left to just three qualities, you know, what would those three qualities be? Would it be uh, confidence? Maybe would it be uh, independence? Would it be the gift of gab? What type of uh, traits do you think would mold them into a leader if you could only pick three?
1: Okay, well, yeah, I would say, you know, self reflection, critical self-reflection. critical thinking, absolutely, right. Um, I guess I guess that's two, maybe, unless they go hand in hand. they no, uh, go hand in hand. What we'll count. we count them as one. Yeah, and then charisma, charisma, right? okay, and um, patience.
0: Patience, that's a really big one. That's great for uh, for teaching. Mm-hmm. That's great for um uplifting somebody that's great for overall being a shepherd leading somebody to something it's being patient and knowing that they may not get it the first time Mm -hmm. they may make a few mistakes they may you know see something the wrong way even you know you could even go back to like king david and his relationship to saul and they had a great relationship in the beginning but Saul so got worried about King David, and he ended up turning on him.
1: Yeah, he thought it was going to usurp him. Yeah, but he ended up getting usurped by his own machinations, his own de- his his own actions led to his downfall. How did King of the way David
0: take in. that? Do you remember? You know, did he? Well,
1: he home? ran away yeah. for a long time, right? Yeah. So, um, but then he came back. And psh, I don't know God's throne back. I'll have to reread the story. I'm not gonna lie; it's been a long time. since Yeah, actually. I, I can stare. imagine. I, but no. I, just, I just I he tried to think kill him with a like sword. That. I remember that he tried to kill yeah. him with a sword because he thought that he was trying to take his throne. Mm-hmm. Because you know, like the shepherd—no, not the shepherd, but the, the wise man, right? Elijah, I think it was.
0: Uh, shoot, it might have been. It's been a minute for me too. Yeah,
1: I remember the concept of the story. I'm not perfect. I understand that. I know the meaning behind the story. But, but
0: but that's what I mean, though. I think that some leaders, they face conflict like that. Some people get intimidated by things like that. Uh, and, and, you know.
1: That's whenever you know that you're possessed by power and you're not possessed by what's right. And like you said before, having like an ethic or, you know, knowing like integrity. Yeah. It's like Saul, he wanted at the time that David came into relationship with Saul, they were warring. You know, they were, I mean, they were kind of always warring, but there was big battles going on all the time. And David was there, man. He was the, he was a giant slayer. You know, I need this guy in my corner. So get really good, get really buddy-buddy with him. And David was best friends with his, uh, his son. Oh. Remember that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's all starting to come back. (laughs) You're refreshing my memory. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's starting to get in your groove. um, And like his son was like, just, they were just like best friends, man. And he was like. like that's my son he's supposed to be like always talking and hanging out with me he's trying to divide the family and so he starts getting it's all about the power now right exactly so it's not his power trip yeah and he's all like i gotta protect my throne because i'm the king right so it's not about what's good for everybody else it's not what's good for the people it's about him. It's about his power. His seat so you, power.
0: You felt like he was lacking in that quality that you brought up before being able to self-reflect. Yes. Able to uh, turn back and be self-aware. Where What am I doing? What is my effect on this kingdom that I'm, yeah, that I have power over? Mm-hmm. What is my effect on my family, my friends of the family? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's a good quality. I mean, even even from that, if he had a little bit more self awareness, maybe things would have turned out different. Yep. Yeah,
1: because he kind of had charisma. I mean, yeah, saw had charisma.
0: He yeah. didn't
1: have the first part. That we said like the self awareness and that you know that I don't know assertiveness. A lot of there's a lot of those things that kind of kind of go hand in hand. But then he didn't have that. He didn't he didn't have that second part. He, he, he didn't have that reflection
0: well how about this this is an interesting one that a lot of people debate uh, do you or think patience. Yeah. do you think that a good leader is somebody who could back up a threat
1: back up a threat
0: yes when it comes to disciplining uh, whether you're a parent whether you're uh, a manager whether you are over somebody Mm -hmm. being able to back up a threat leadership quality are no
1: so uh, a threat that they give or a standard that they set like like uh, they say if you don't do this or if you keep doing this that's wrong i'm going to take this action is that what you mean by threat
0: yeah so a lot of people I, i guess the the biggest the biggest argument will fall into parenting there are some people who believe in spanking their kids they believe in capital punishment and there's some people who believe in uh, in other things that are that are nonviolent. They believe in uh, timeouts, they believe in uh, taking away privileges, yeah. and things like that. What do you what do you think about that? Because there's some kids, you could you could probably just watch Dr. Phil on any day and you'll see these kids every other episode and they'll show these parents that are like, Yeah, well my kid acts up. I take away their Xbox. But the problem is that the kids get smart. They realize, like, well, what if I just take the Xbox? Whenever they take it away from me, what if I just grab it back and keep playing it? And they only got this small bag of punishments that deal with timeout. Well, what if I just don't go to timeout? What more is there? You know, if you say go to timeout, what if I just don't do that? What if you if you take away my laptop? What if I just get my laptop back? Yeah. They get wise beyond that. So if you if you are somebody who is a leader, if you're somebody who is in charge of the discipline within your household, what do you? How do you take that? Like, would the punishments have to get more extreme? You know, I think,
1: uh, and I'll be I'll be completely honest with you, and this is probably going to be very controversial. And I need everyone to know, I'm not a parent. So this <laughs> Some is people, my gonna opinion. Be like, Thank God. <laughs> this is my <laughs> opinion dude, off hey, something hey. that I have not experienced, but this is my opinion. Yeah. Right? Could be right, could be wrong. And everyone can debate that on your own or send me an, an email and tell yeah. me I'm wrong. You, so here's what I think. When yeah. it comes to children, right? I think it's like you give them a slap on the hand when they're like little, little, right? Absolutely. And, and they'll you know, cry
0: about it, of, oh, course. of course. Yeah. yeah but gentle.
1: you show them that's like, that's, that's a no no yeah Right. you don't do that and then as they get older and they're able to actually have conversations and they start copping an attitude then i think you need to go into you know spanking i'm not saying beating your children with like a yeah, freaking that know, line, iron rod it's not a fine line like,
0: between abuse and discipline i think that i think it's very fully aware yeah <laughs> here's the
1: deal it's like like you just said backing up a threat is what you what you first presented yeah. so you say no, you know, not to do that. And now you're going to get a spanking. So you let them know that like, this is, this isn't me acting impulsively because I hate you. It's me. I'm setting a precedent. I'm yes. telling you, I'm holding you to the standard that is already being set and you broke it. So now you have to pay a consequence. That's what's articulated. They, but you don't have to go into all that detail, but you got to say, you know, that's wrong. And I'm going to spank you now. It's, now turn around. And I, I, mean, I remember that when I was a kid, my dad was like, go to your room and wait And I'll be there in a a second. So he didn't just grab my head and then start, you know, whacking me across the room whenever (laughs) I just did something. Yeah, exactly. It It was was always it
0: was always context. Yeah, and it was the fear that was building up. But because he did
1: go through with it, and that's why I think that going, yeah, if you say you're going to do something, you need to do it because the one time that you don't, they're going to be like. He's just full of crap
0: yeah exactly he's all bark no bite yeah. i'm not really worried It's like about they just that. all talk yeah it's like you're not yeah, gonna exactly. do anything you're
1: not gonna do anything and you see that you see that with you know adults it, and, that's, that. and that's They've never something, been held accountable
0: and i think that's something that will devour leadership qualities is this uh lust for being liked you're afraid of people not liking you you want to be accepted so badly that you're not able to back up a lot of the threats that you put out you're not able to really be the bad guy you always want to be you you become this permissive parent mm -hmm. who is like i could never see them crying i could never see them hurt i always want to be the source of their smiles i always want to be the source of their joy but you can't have it that way you have to be both and it sucks but you have to be able to be the person that they fear, the person they respect, the person they love, the person they cherish, the person that, you know, they know if they mess up, you will be the guy to discipline them. And if they are doing really well, you will be the guy to congratulate them. You know, you need the fundamental
1: job of a parent, the fundamental job as a leader. Yes. Is to set up your people, set up your children for success in the world.
0: Because as a parent, you feel like you are leading your children to a certain destination. That's why we've yeah. been talking about it because Absolutely. it has
1: a lot to do with leadership yeah. in, in the adult world. Absolutely. Being a leader is being able to understand that concept. Yeah, it's like I, 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 I can't just be your best friend. I can't always just be like the person that brings you smiles because it's my job to set you up for success so that you don't have to fail continuously you're Absolutely. going to fail but not fail and stay down fail and get back up and then overcome
0: so if we, i coddle
1: you and i always be your best friend in any capacity not just children but even in like you know people that you supervise then they're not gonna get anywhere they're gonna either stagnate or degrade
0: so we've been talking about parenting a lot we've been talking about you know finding ways to turn hypothetical children into leaders mm-hmm. but in order to do that do you think that we need to become leaders ourselves absolutely Do we need to recognize what a leader is and try our best to imitate that before we start setting a standard for our children
1: absolutely i i say it like this and i said this to um i said this uh to stone uh des- destiny yeah yeah um, she was talking about something. I don't remember what the context was, so I don't want to create. I don't want to say something that she said that she didn't say. But it was something. And I said, "Who do you, who do you admire?" And I said, and then I just said, I said, think about that for a second. Yeah. Like, who you, who you admire? I said, do you admire a person who takes responsibility? Do you admire someone who's hardworking? Do you admire somebody who tells the truth, or do you admire somebody who isn't honest? Someone who talks about people behind their back. Someone who lies continuously I've, yeah well, no, you admire the first few the few qualities that I talked about, right, so the reason why you admire them is because admiration is something that you want to become, that you want to have, so if you're a leader, you have to be admirable, so yes, you ha like you can't talk about being a leader. it's hypocritical if you're not acting it out because anybody can talk have you ever been in a, have you ever gotten in a relationship with a girl who just just seemed perfect and everything that she said was just perfect but then you you start talking it's like completely opposite you know
0: i dated someone who was full of empty promises i know what that's like i i've dated someone who said hey i know i made this mistake but things are gonna get better i've i've met somebody who's like i swear to god i know i'm screwing up and i'm coming off bad but i'm not like this all the time you just gotta give me you know i was just in my bad element and you caught me at a bad time you know it's it's more on you than it is me. You shouldn't have approached me. There's that gaslight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Now
1: you start throwing it back on them.
0: Exactly. And then you start seeing that they're very good at manipulation. They're very good at diverting the problem away Mm -hmm. from themselves. They
1: talk a good game. Yeah, exactly. They could be saying the truth. That's the crazy thing. A lot of the things that they say,
0: in has the beginning, a lot of truth in it. Yeah,
1: is a lot of truth, but they're never acting it out. So yes, that's hypocritical. So you don't respect and you don't admire someone like that. Yeah. In fact, you a lot of animosity will build, and then eventually the relationship will fall.
0: Yeah, and if they're if they're good enough, you know that they could mess up a lot yeah, of future. relationships Yeah, so put that in the context well. of a
1: leader. A leader comes in and he has like a, an all call or you know a meeting and everything, and he's talking. And he's just like monologuing, venting, you know, lecturing, yeah. and then does the exact opposite do as i say not as i do that is the worst thing that's a worst turn of phrase i've ever heard do as i say not as i do that's the Yikes. worst thing you could possibly say So it's literal definition of hypocrisy
0: so emotion wise when you think of a leader do you think of somebody who is very transparent with their emotions when they're sad you could tell they're sad when they're upset you could tell they're upset or do you think a leader is someone who is uh more <laughs> I don't know, I guess like stoic, they're not very emotional, you know, somebody like we brought up Captain Hammonds, he's, he's someone who you don't really know what he's thinking, you don't really know, like he's, he's pretty unpredictable as far as what he's feeling, but he is listening, he is responding, you, he's somebody who could probably whisper to you when he's pissed off and still find a way to intimidate you, yeah. But, I think it's
1: more about projection than you are talking about being understanding of your emotions. So you have to be in control no, of your but, emotions. But I think uh, that being stable and consistent.
0: No, and, and when I say like, you know, letting people know when you're sad or angry, I don't mean yeah. like shouting at them or crying in the tears. But I, I just mean, you know, you could be subtle about it. You could probably be. Yeah, you know, like, like I I'm, respect
1: someone who comes in and is like, man, it's been really rough. It's been really rough at home. As Captain Hammonds did that to me. He was all like, "Yo, my there's mold in my uh, in my house," and he was just like completely calm. He was like, "Yeah, sorry, I've been out for a couple of weeks, you know." Because I, I liked I liked to speak with him and like us to have a discussion yeah. like every other week, just because I just enjoy talking with him. He's such an intelligent guy, and um, and he was gone for like two weeks, and he came back. I was like, "Well, like, you were gone for a little bit. Was everything all right?" And he's like yeah, everything was, everything's great now. It's just that there was it's been kind of rough on the family because the house that we were staying in had a mold under the carpet and we had all been getting sick But and when we came back from our vacation, like it was on the surface. So it's, and it's, it's been, what's been getting us sick and it's just been really rough for all of us, you know, for like months, you know, um, it's just been a gradual thing. And yeah, I could kind of tell by his tonality that it's like a, it was probably a little bit um, more heavy on him than the way that he was presenting it. Yeah. But you can usually sense that. I think that it was just really... I, I really respected that because he wasn't... He never tried to hide his... He said it was hard. Like, this is this is what my emotional factor is. It's just that I can control that. So I think that, yes, I think it's a very important to be open about those kind of things. You know, like, listen... I've had one one guy who came in an, an old uh, boss of mine he came in and he just tell everybody he's like listen not having the greatest day we're gonna get we're gonna knock this out we're gonna kill this I know you guys are capable but I'm just not having a good day right now some stuff's going on so if you need anything just you know get straight to the point it's not feeling like talking a whole lot and then you know everything will be alright like I like that candidness yeah I respect that candidness a lot of people they just like i said before let it build and then blow up on somebody
0: yeah exactly they'll just snap at you in be blank and then they'll tell you on the back end they'll say sorry there's just a lot going on and you get upset yeah you're, you're better like, to ask forgiveness yeah, like i permission. didn't know <laughs> that you kind of i kind of almost feel like you set a trap for me it, yeah yeah well I, it's
1: like remember that old game
0: minefield yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like minefield. the the
1: majority of people in society and in the world, like it's like like every relationship is like playing a I
0: I think of uh, public speakers sometimes, and there's been some guys that have gone up on stage and they've told a story where they just where they end up crying, they end up breaking down and crying, and ends up being a really memorable story. Ends up being oh, a yeah. very powerful story where you almost end up, you know, you feel it with them and. And I don't think that there's anything to be ashamed of no. when it comes to uh, being an emotional leader or being somebody who's very passionate. Um, that has
1: to do with the charisma factor.
0: Oh, absolutely! Because you could you could definitely spin it in a very great way, or you could you could have it in a very uh, <laughs> well. He's a hypersensitive type yeah. guy, you know.
1: That's why I liked about Jordan Peterson. I was watching one of his lectures, and he was you know talking. You know, it was kind of interview style. Someone was asking him a question. It was like during an interview, but it was like a big bunch, a big crowd too. And he was talking about like, you know, just people, um, coming up to him. He was talking about his influences. Like how much, how much do you think this? I think the question was like, how much do you think that you've impacted, you know, people? And what do you think about it? And he's just, you could tell, and he said it in the very beginning when he knew he was getting emotional. He said, I actually am, um, more, I lean way more towards an emotional side than I do an analytical and completely, you know, just you know, logical, logical side. side. Yeah. And, and, uh, and he starts like breaking down, his voice is starting to get like broken up and stuff. And he's like tearing up. He never just starts bawling or anything, but he's, he just starts, you know, sniffing and everything. And it was like, and it was just like dead silence in the crowd. Everyone was just so, and just like, and then the, at the end when he finished, like the roar in the crowd was like insane. It was insane. I was like, that's powerful, man. That's huge.
0: I agree. So, um, gosh. So we've talked about parenting a whole lot. Let's talk about something that happens in, you know, your adult life that doesn't revolve around children. So you're provided someone who's under your wing. It's now your job to train them. It's now your job to overlook their work ethic discipline them when they need it it's your job to teach them things that they don't understand it's your job to get them to a level of being reliable Mm -hmm. how do you go about that what are some things that you prioritize what are the first steps that you have to get through before you can accomplish the end goal of creating someone who is reliable in this field of work are just reliable as a leader or somebody who can be counted on.
1: Yeah. I don't know um, if you've um, like been paying attention to the way that I interact with my troops specifically. Yeah. Um, But w- the first step that I took was uh, getting a rapport going. You know, I wanted the guy to, to respect yeah, me, to like, like me too.
0: I feel like it's cool because of course I I would agree that you would have to get to know the person under you. Mm-hmm. But I think one thing that I've always been taught to look out for is to uh to watch your relationship have a balance. You don't want you don't want uh someone under you to be your friend.
1: I know we talked about that. Yeah,
0: yeah, because uh friends have a different dynamic than a boss and someone working for them. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And, Think of it as
1: uh, okay. So like Sartan Gonzalez, charismatic guy, right? Everyone yeah. loves this guy. Yeah, I can talk to him. I even I, I'll tell him I love him. Sometimes I swear, dude, like just love this guy. Yeah, I heard you and say it today. And I can sit today. there and talk to him. I can talk to him about anything. I can come to him about anything. Yeah, that's rapport. And I do consider him like a friend in a sense. But I do. Yeah, we're at work. I've come to him, him a lot deal. too.
0: My my first car accident, I was terrified.
1: Who did you I, call? You you called the guy you knew that was going to just. yeah i knew he wasn't
0: gonna judge me and i counted on him to give me advice that would take me to the best destination that i could go to i i called him i said i have no idea what to do i'm scared the person i hit just drove off i'm at home right now worried for my life what should i do he said you got to call the police and report it better you report it Then him reports you and now it looks bad on your part. Now the police are looking for you because Mm -hmm. they've got his side, but they don't have your side, which was amazing advice. Mm -hmm. Because by the time the police showed up and uh, started talking to me about the accident, they said, Hey, there's this other car right down the street putting a report in a car accident that he just got in as well. Ended up being the guy hit. So he was right on the money. He gave me good advice. But the thing about it is, Um, even though I, I like Sarn Gonzalez a lot, I, I say that working under him is a dream. He's, he's a good guy to look forward. I look forward to working with him again in a nutshell. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. But even though I have such a great opinion of him, I understand that there's boundaries of, uh, of how I should approach him, how I should talk to him. And I don't want to make him look bad. Right. Because he because is still my boss. Him. I see him as a boss first but, and a friend second. Oh, absolutely. And I that's I get terrified that, because uh, if, if I ever had a troop, I'd be terrified that the order would switch, that they would see me as a friend first and a boss second.
1: But here's the deal. And I, you said first thing, first steps, right? Yeah. So you got to let me finish my steps, right? Go so for I it. So I said first mm-hmm. steps is building a rapport. Yes. You know. Yes, you're not supposed to be their best friend. Yes. We already covered that too previously. So when it does start to verge, you recognize it. Yeah. You know, because it's like, "Hey, I'm late every day" or like for instance, you were picking him up because yeah. he doesn't have a car. Yeah. But he was late. He yes. didn't come down when he came in. I told him, "Be down by 6:50 every day from now on." Yeah. Has he so far, has he been, has he been down? He's
0: been, he's been a little bit better. You know, we still make it to work on time, but sometimes I still get annoyed. You know, yeah. sometimes, okay. sometimes it's still mid or too late. And I'm mm. like, Hey man, 650 means you're like ready to hop in this car. We're ready to go. Yeah. So that's the deal. Yeah. It's
1: like, if that continues and, and needs to be addressed, you stand by that. Yeah, you absolutely. That he can tell when I'm mad because like,
0: the tension is in the air. Yeah. I'm never going to I'm never not, gonna, I'm so never, I'm not bubbly, yeah.
1: My goal is to never have to to yell at him, never have to give him paperwork, never have to do that. Because yeah, when I do get close with them and I tell him cuz I want him to want to do it because he wants to make and, and he wants to make me proud. And that's what proud, I'm getting at. Right? If
0: if if somebody sees you as a friend first and a boss second, would they even believe in their head that you're capable of giving them paperwork if, if you're even capable of having a negative impact on their career because you're their friend first they probably repeat, see it as yeah. you're not gonna do anything well, but look deal. out. For sometimes
1: me. you may have to I may have to but here's yeah. the deal is like if I tell them you would never expect that because I friend. told them first like make sure you get make sure like you need to be there 650 ready to go Right. Down, ready to go. You hit him up. He's immediately walking out the door. Right. Yeah. If that doesn't continue, you need to let me know because there's a deal. If it's a repeated thing, that's when the paperwork starts to come out. And I had to tell him one more time, like, listen, if you don't, if you do that again, I'm going to write you paperwork. And if he doesn't believe me, he does it again. Then I'll give him paperwork.
0: Well, all right. right. We could we could even change it from the Air Force scenario. Right. In the beginning, you know, you said. We're best buds. And I agree. You and I were really close friends. Now, if I was out of line, if I said something that was just absolutely terrible, I'm telling you, like it may not even be directed at you. If we're out together and we're at a bar and I'm just being aggressively flirtatious at some random woman and obviously she's uncomfortable, you and I are best pals and you're and you're somebody. Who has a lot of respect uh, for other people? You're somebody who knows that that's wrong. But you and I are best pals. Would I probably wouldn't expect you to hit me in the face no. if I'm if I'm grabbing this chick's arm if I'm pulling her? I'm like, you're coming with me. I wouldn't expect you to push me down on the ground and and tell me like, no, like you got to chill out. I wouldn't expect that because we're we're best pals. But I would need it. I really would. I would need somebody to stop me, even if it took oh, that. I would you. need somebody to have. Yeah.
1: But not, not yeah. aggressively, because that, you're already in some – because, for one, it's outside of your character. So it's, it's kind of yeah. difficult for I me mean, to imagine all, it Yeah, this hypothetically, is all something that's not going to happen. It's here there, Here's the deal. If I know somebody, and they're starting to act out like that, I, 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 I put my hand on their shoulder, and I say, hey, man, I want to talk to you for a little bit outside. And then if they say, no, like I'm already into something, I was like, no, I really need to talk to you like right now. And I really firmly suggest that you come outside and let us talk. And then most of the time, that's the level where they're like, all right, fine, let's go outside. But and then we you talk be about willing it, right?
0: To go to the extreme though, is what I'm really getting at.
1: So, oh, could I do it?
0: Are you capable oh, of going yeah. to that? Yeah, and that's- no,
1: I could do it, but here's the deal is like, that's not the first go-to and it should be. Cause like, there's something that I, I sent to somebody um it said being a good man is being a monster but knowing how to control it so you got to understand that you have a, a a big i have an episode about this it was called the shadow it's the shadow inside is what i i titled it it's like you understand your capability that i could i could be very malevolent and i could go to the extremes if i But there's a I difference between myself that myself go because
0: cuz even that's
1: where patience comes in you got to have because even even the people. greatest
0: kings had to punish people who deserved it. Yeah, solid. And, that's, and that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying that uh, you're not doing it to hurt me. You're not doing it to throw me on the ground and assert dominance or anything like that. But if that's what it took, would you be capable of doing that despite it being someone that you're close to?
1: Yeah, you have to be because you don't really care about the person if you're not willing to hold them accountable.
0: And that's all I'm saying. Would you be willing to hurt somebody if it was absolutely necessary? Because you talked about being a parent. Mm -hmm. You talked about being put in a position where you may have to spank your children. And you know that they're going to be frustrated. They're probably not going to be able to look at you all night. You know, they're probably going to be really upset at you and whatever. And people are going to be the same way. But the whole thing that I'm getting at is that if you start off as a friend, the expectation of what it means to be a friend is you're not going to do anything but make my life better and watch my back because that's my definition of a friend. I don't you're agree. never going to do
1: anything. But I don't think that's the true definition of what friendship but is that's, either. But
0: that's that's how people take it at times. And I, do you disagree with that? Do you think that there aren't people out there that would see a friend as, as not being capable of making their life tough at all? Like if hmm. I have my friend over me, I'd probably think I have the hookup. Yeah. Forever, those are, you know, those are yeah. called,
1: those are called yes, men, dude. The people that are just like, whatever you say goes, it's yes, 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 yes. yes you can do no wrong. And that's not a true friend.
0: Exactly. But there are people that believe that friendship is that, that you're going to do me a solid, even if I'm in the wrong,
1: well, they'll learn pretty quick. Like if, if you and
0: I work for a restaurant and I'm slipping money out of the cash register and you're my friend, I'm trusting that you're not going to tell anybody you're going to keep your lips sealed. Even if the police come asking and you saw the whole thing, you're not saying a word because you and I are buddies.
1: Yeah. Well, here's in that analogy. I go to the person first and I say, "Hey, you need to put that money back. I'm not going to report it, but if you don't, then I will, and you don't do it again because I thought I thought you were better than and that."
0: And that's the tough. That's the tough thing about being a leader is it would be very hard to expose your friend like that'd be very hard to watch them get hauled away in handcuffs but sometimes people need that sometimes that uh that turnaround that character development comes from being put in situations like that where you need the help you need to be shown that actions have consequences but they don't expect that from people that they call friends there are people that you'll hear from all walks of life that consider that a traitor someone who can not be trusted you're a snake.
1: I don't care what you say. Like, I don't care what you think because you can't take responsibility for yourself. I've been a pretty big critic of a lot of different things. I mean, if you listen to my podcast and if I, even the way that I talk to people, yeah like for me like i can do that but and I, I usually nip that kind of yeah. stuff in the bud because i'm very articulate and this is and the I, standard And i, know that it I sounds set really this is personal, what i hold myself yeah. accountable with i expect other people to hold themselves accountable with that with what is true what is right and
0: i'm not and i'm not directing it at you but i'm saying to be a leader sometimes you have to do things that Aren't expected. Yeah, of somebody who's in that the position that you're in. Yeah, yeah. It, like you got to be sucks.
1: willing to do. You got to be capable of doing things that are uncomfortable. Yeah. And you're gonna have to. Yeah. And I think about a lot of those things, man. Because if you're we not,
0: can, if we can sit here and agree that spanking your kids is 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 an okay punishment, it may lead them to better in their behavior. Yeah. And have a positive result. I'm sure that we can agree that sometimes if you have friends that are way out of line are if, if, if you have someone, you consider a friend working under you that you have to be capable of, if it came down to it, even firing them, if they weren't yeah. right for the job.
1: It was like another contest. It was like X. Remember?
0: Hmm.
1: Ah, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like I've, I've done. Oh that yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I've had I have just cut sucks. on, I just cut yeah. off like you, even if, even if you, we're best friends with someone that you started dating them. Yeah. wasn't under my capable, command, of, but yeah. I, was, I was
1: a higher rank and everything like that. But it was just like, yo, this dude's uh, – he's yeah. – I, I cut this dude off.
0: Yeah, you have to be honest with them. You know, if, if you have
1: – And they didn't handle it, and now they're just uh, doing their own thing. Cordial, but this, I had to be like, no, this is not gonna that's not going to happen. That's why a feels. lot of
0: people consider it a dangerous game when you become friends with somebody who – Will work beneath you if you're a superior of somebody, you know it becomes tough. a lot of people believe that friendships and business don't mix because of things like I think
1: that yeah it's using an extreme I think it's just taking things because you can't handle the balance that's why I told that's why you don't like the idea of balance, but it really is it's, You set the precedent I don't really think it's about you balance, have a good relationship I think,
0: I think it's about i think it's about the expectation and i and like I said I think that People can uh, can try to. Because you've even gone through it in high school. Whenever you're put with a group project, you've seen buddies group up together. And the lowest amount of work gets done. They have this expectation like we're going to goof off and have fun. And all the work is going to fall on somebody. But I know they're my buddies, so they're not going to really mind.
1: But they do. As, I, as the precedent yeah. is set, it's like we have a job to do. Right? At least one of them has to be like, this is what we're doing. And when they start getting sidetracked, you hold them accountable. Yeah, All right, let's get back to doing this, And I this, agree
0: man. that setting boundaries we, is a solution to a lot of those issues.
1: I think what people lack the most in society right now is relationship. So I'm, I will never sit here and say, I need to separate myself completely from having a relationship with my and I, and
0: I And I would agree with you. I don't think that you have to separate yourself completely, but I think that... You do have to uh, you do have to set the boundary well, there. Absolutely. When I'm here, this is who I am to you. When we're out of work, then we're friends. Everything is good. You could talk to me the way you mm-hmm. typically talk to me. But in this setting, don't take this personal, but I am your superior. Yeah, you have I am to separate. somebody who yeah. is capable of doing this and I will do this if I have to. Because at the end of the day, your career affects my career as well. You are yeah. now a reflection of me, mm-hmm. and if you're slipping up, they're gonna tell me that I'm slipping up.
1: And that's why we have the the Airman's Comprehensive Review, or yeah, you know what I'm talking about, the ACA. Yeah, I know the, what you
0: mean. You're, and you're talking about the uh, you that's, give the that's initial too. Down. You give the initial feedback. You set the boundaries A midterm feedback. To, yes. they,
1: they literally have it in the AFI the Air Force instructions to sit down with your troops and talk to them. And long it's form all about the meaning that you see in it too, because things. some
0: people don't take it serious. I've had supervisors that's a bad that leader. I've come in. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that There's I've come in leader. and spent five <laughs> minutes. They're like, I think you're doing all right. And they sign it. Yeah. You sign here too. We're done. Mm-hmm. And that and that translates to the troop too, because they're like, oh, well, if it doesn't really matter
1: that much, then nothing really matters. And then, then it's just that's where it's all held. I haven't had any issues with my troop. Like other than small things that I no, need to yeah, and I, and
0: I agree. I'm not telling you. And that. I think that's because I, I don't of think set the I'm telling you to, to go into being the strict. Yeah, to being the strict guy. I'll but, do.
1: I'll do the strict if I have to because things are not working. Yeah. Right. The problems are starting to build that I've noticed. But
0: but that's the thing. That's the whole thing that I'm getting at is, uh, it's, it's all it all comes back to uh, being able to back up your threats. Are you capable? of doing something that won't be liked, but will be necessary. Mm -hmm. You know, will you be the guy to be like, I don't feel comfortable letting you on this TDY because I don't feel like you're ready. You know, your work, your work is sloppy. You know, I love you to death. I love working with you. We hang out all the time. But this TDY to Hawaii, this trip to Hawaii that involves you being good in these departments, you're not good in these departments and I'm not going to risk what we are trying to accomplish in Hawaii by sending you.
1: Well, because in this, even though that we have a good, we have a good friendship or relationship, in this context and in this professional sense, this is the mission, this is the job and you can't do the job effectively. So we have to send somebody who can do the job effectively. You don't like it, become more competent
0: so and you can okay. do it so and I can show been, you
1: what do you need to work on I'll show you what you need to work on. and I'm glad you said that because yeah.
0: I was just about to transition yeah, you can't just say that and I was just gonna like, transition well, what are, what are into my, my next point too yeah go ahead I was gonna say uh if you're developing a leader you have to fall back on yourself too because like I said in the beginning it's now on you to teach them how to be reliable how can you build someone that we can count on mm-hmm. and a, a lot of that is like you said a leader trait being self-aware how often am I teaching you about something? How often am I uh, bringing you close and showing you how something is done? Do I understand how this is done? Mm-hmm. Do I understand why we do this, yeah. how we do this? Who to talk to Yeah. if you I'll, don't know? Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't like to, see, I, I, I understand where you're going and I understand what you're thinking yeah it's and it's and it's difficult sometimes it's like you, you're not really good at something so you, you got to teach somebody else yeah because but, you
0: don't have to be perfect I, yeah. I, I agree with
1: that and you know i was gonna have good days too it's like dude i just don't i i'm i'm not in my element right now but it's like be open you, and honest about that yeah that stuff because i was
0: gonna say do you feel like you fail them whenever you have your bad days whenever you have days oh all the where time. you feel like well, you feel like I didn't really, I didn't really bring you any closer to being the man that I'm supposed to be making you into. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All the time. Because like you said, he's an interpretation of me.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And and, then, and it goes hand in hand. And then I'm an interpretation of him in some, in some cases. Absolutely. Right? So I totally get that. Yeah. you never, they, things aren't always going to be perfect because we are human. Absolutely. But those concepts... I agree with and I try that's the deal is like consciously try to do better every day to try yeah, to do better.
0: Absolutely. And it's a lot of pressure. I agree. But I think the first thing, in my opinion, anyway, I think the first thing is, uh, is having a direction, having a vision. I think that great leaders have a vision. They mm-hmm. see have to have what aim. they want to manifest. They see yeah. what they want to create before their very eyes. And they start thinking their mind starts uh starts working in ways to get to this to this goal that they just set for themselves
1: the yeah, stagnation leads to depression
0: yeah really absolutely does. and i and We're i think not going that, anywhere i think that the first thing should always be vision mm-hmm. where do i want to take this if i'm in charge of you if i'm developing your career if i'm developing you as a person what direction do i feel is going to benefit you the most What do I feel like is going to benefit my establishment the most? What do I feel like I could bring to the table and instill in you? And if you don't quite have that, maybe you got to lead yourself to the new developments and bring them along with you. And you have to admit to them and admit to yourself that I'm still figuring things out as well. And that all falls into transparency Mm -hmm. and that all falls into uh, into being self-aware. I agree so that if you're asking my opinion i think vision is where it's at
1: yeah yeah okay i think that having a rapport to where you can articulate the vision and i think i think rapport take it seriously whenever you ask that question people ask you that question was like oh so what do you what do you what do you want to do when you grow up (laughs) you know it's like no one takes it seriously but if someone like that you respect asks you that question you start thinking about it a little bit more
0: i agree i think if somebody that i felt was capable of leading me there ask me what i want to do i would take the question a little more serious versus somebody who's just talking to me i share a few laughs with them and they're like hey what do you want to do when you grow up and i'm like i don't know just figure it out i guess Mm -hmm. but uh gosh what was i gonna say that's right i was gonna say that uh Never mind. It comes <laughs> off, off kind of dumb. We
1: have plenty of other. We'll, we'll have other. We'll have other podcasts. I think we should probably yeah. wrap this one up. Bro. Yeah, yeah.
0: We've <laughs> gone on long enough.
1: All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this one. If you want to actually leave a uh, message, comments, something like that, you can also go on. If you're going to listen to this episode on um, uh, Apple Podcasts, you can rate it and then leave a comment there. I think that will be really cool too. You can rate it whatever you like. There's like a five-star rating thing that you can do. And then you can put a comment under it. Can't do it on Spotify, but if you want to listen to this on both of those platforms, you can go just look it up, search it lost out podcast. You can email the podcast lost at yahoo dot com, And, or you could send me a direct message and add me as a friend on Facebook, Trent Colton Casaberry. I'm in there. And if you start trolling me, then I'll just delete you. It's fine. But, um, yeah, that's basically this episode over leadership, which we spanned a lot of topics. And I really enjoy always having a conversation. With yeah, I feel
0: like they all could wrap up to the same thing, No, I think uh, things, a lot of things are of connected, things. you know? Yeah, they all should yeah. be a little connected, at least a little bit.
1: Yeah, things are complex. They're not easy. So They're but, not. But I really do enjoy having this. And I appreciate you coming down, man, all the time.
0: It's nothing. I'm always down here. All
1: right, out. Say goodbye to all the people.
0: All right, goodbye to all the people.
1: All right, enjoy the outro music, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Bye bye.